Finding a service solution that helps you keep customers happy can feel impossible. Just like trying to remember the name of that guy you literally just met at a networking event. HubSpot's all-new Service Hub can help, with the service solution part at least. It brings service and success together on one powerful platform, with an AI-powered help desk and chatbot to handle your frontline tickets, so you can scale support and drive retention and revenue. Visit HubSpot.com service to learn more. All right. Howdy, folks. It is Wednesday, September 7th. I'm Jacob Cohen here with Mark Dent, and you are listening to The Hustle Daily Show. Today, we're going to be talking about Jackson, Mississippi. The city's been without safe drinking water for 40 days, and for a while, it had no running water at all. And this is what us in the industry like to call a problem. And this affects all aspects of daily life, obviously, from drinking and eating to school, but also and especially to local businesses there. And Mark is going to shed some light on this ongoing crisis. But before we get into that, let's take a quick look at what else is going on in the world of business and tech. Let's get crackalacking. All right. So first things first. You could soon be able to own stock in the car driven by the jerk who just whizzed past you at 30 miles per hour over the speed limit. Volkswagen Group, which owns brands like Volkswagen, Audi, Lamborghini, Bentley, and Porsche, is planning to take Porsche public in a listing that could value the brand between 60 and $85 billion. That's a lot of money. Why take Porsche public, though? Well, Volkswagen plans to spend $88 billion over the next five years on EV development, eyeing an ambitious goal that has EVs representing a quarter sales by the end of 2026. And this listing could raise over $10 billion, which is money Porsche would use to press the gas on its electrification efforts. A fun fact, by the way, Tesla's market cap is approximately 10 times as large as the Volkswagen Group's, despite selling almost 10 times fewer cars in 2021. How about that? I think that's the most key statistic of anything you just reeled off there, because I have a feeling that every car company in the world, because many of them outsell Tesla, they just look at that stock and they're like, can we please get in for the love of God? (laughs) Yeah. And Porsche's taken EV actually surpassed its 911 model, which is like one of the most popular models for a long time in vehicle sales, which is a big deal, I think, for them. Hey, I mean, who doesn't love Porsches, you know? Yeah, exactly. All right, and moving along, Juul agreed to pay over $438 million to settle claims with over 30 states that argued the company marketed its e-cigs to underage users. Under the deal, Juul is barred from things like depicting people under 35 years old in its marketing and product placements in film and TV. Juul had more than a billion dollars in sales last year, and its future hinges on an appeal it actually filed with the FDA, which in June banned Juul products from the U.S., but suspended the ban while the appeal is in place. So uh, I guess we'll see what happens. But this is just going to be a never-ending challenge in both directions. All right. And in other news, Yahoo acquired The Factual, which is a company that rates the credibility of news sources using algorithms. Yahoo plans to incorporate the ratings into the Yahoo News product, which gets 200 million monthly visitors. I love that because I feel like so many people think Yahoo's a forgotten land. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of interesting that now their big thing is to like check on everyone else, or at least with The Factual. It's like, hey, we may not be all that big of a presence anymore in the discourse, but We are going to check the discourse now through the factual. New look Yahoo. Love that. Yahoo. Doing some new stuff. 
Also, thanks to National Cinema Day's cheap tickets this past Saturday and its release in 3D and IMAX Jaws raked in $2.6 million last weekend, despite debuting in 1975. How about that? (laughs) That's like, I mean, the summer of Kate Bush and all things old continues. Yes, exactly. Also, travel is going well. The TSA screened nearly 8.76 million people over the holiday weekend, surpassing numbers from the same weekend in 2019. Look at that. And finally, Apple's big iPhone 14 event kicks off today. You can expect to see some new iPhones as well as some new Apple Watches, but probably nothing crazy like a VR headset or a car just yet. Okay, and with that, let's talk Jackson, Mississippi. All right, Mark. So there's been an enormous water crisis in Jackson, Mississippi. It's obviously been affecting people's daily lives, right? People haven't had water to drink for cooking, even to bathe in. Schools have closed down. Now, I think water pressure has actually been restored, but there's still a need to boil water if you actually want to use it for, you know, drinking. And while this is impacting lives at home, it's also very much impacting local businesses. Just think about how many businesses around you that need water to operate in so many ways really take it for granted here. And so we've got you here, Mark, to tell us about this issue on a local level, but also about federal funding for water infrastructure just from a larger perspective. So what's going on? What are you seeing? You explained it well there, Jacob. But like you said, this boil water advisory has been going on in Jackson, Mississippi for 40 days as of yesterday. So that's since late July. And uh, about a week or two into that, you had local teachers as well as local restaurant owners write this letter to politicians saying like, hey, there's going to be a huge disaster if this isn't fixed soon. And sure enough, last week, the worst case scenario happened. Jackson actually ran out of water, which means that when people went to their faucets, you know, barely any water would come out. They weren't able to flush their toilets in some parts of the city. And this was, you know, first, of course, like a, a public health crisis. Many people's lives were disrupted. For sure. There was a lot of danger. But for the last month and then becoming particularly bad over the last week, it's become this economic crisis mm. where businesses are having trouble staying open. I just have to say this feels like a classic scenario where there was a warning, a cry for help, and obviously... Nothing was done in time. Right, yeah. And the worst case scenario happened. Yeah, so take, for example, there's a woman who owns an Italian restaurant in Jackson. Last Monday, uh, according to ABC News, she was about to have this private event And then all of a sudden, she realized none of her toilets would flush. Mm. Her dishwasher would not run. She obviously had to cancel that private event. And then she had to close her restaurant for the rest of the week. Other restaurants have closed. Many others have seen their revenues fall somewhere around 30%. And for others, more than that, you've seen hairdressers who need water to wash hair. They've had to cancel appointments. It really has thrown a wrench into a lot of sort of businesses' plans. And they've also had to foot these extra costs. So even before the water stopped running last week, during like the boil order, people were having to buy bottles of water and ice, Mm. spending $500 to $700 a day. Others were renting portable toilets for $5,000 a week. Oh, my God. So these are just, you know, very large expenses. And they either got passed down to consumers or uh, the business owners were having to eat them and just not make as much money over the last month. There was this strongly worded letter sent out to the local politicians and state politicians. You know, Jackson has known of this problem for a very long time. There have been numerous oil water advisories over the last several years. It's something that is not new 
at all. And for business owners, they kind of have to like plan for it. And yet it also just kind of happens randomly. So it just puts them in a really bad situation an awful lot of the time. Yeah. And also these businesses are the kinds of businesses where like they can't just go home and work remotely, you know? Yeah. Like tech companies or whatever. If they don't have water, like you said, they have to close for a week. They have to rent porta potties. The way that this has hit these communities probably feels much harder than it might feel in just other states, other cities with better resources, better city planning, things like that. For the last several decades, funding has has been a big problem in Jackson, Mississippi. There is a large percentage of people who live in poverty in Jackson, around 25%. But what has really kind of been an issue is the city has lost a lot of population to white flight. Mm -hmm. That's been going on since around the 70s and the 80s, around the time that school districts became integrated. And just in the last 10 years, Jackson has lost 20,000 people. Oh, wow. So its population right now is about 153,000, and it's about 80% black. Again, a lot of the people who have left have been white residents fleeing to the suburbs. And so there's not as many people living in Jackson. So the tax base has really shrunk, right? Mm. So that means the city has been forced to raise taxes, but you can only do that so much. (laughs) And so what it leads to is there's not as much funding for things like water. And that means that routine maintenance is the best that they are able to do. And then you have like this whole other kind of issue with federal funding. And that's traditionally how cities like Jackson have been able to invest in more longer term repairs and fixes for their water infrastructure. Mm. Since 1970, the EPA has been investing far less resources in paying for water infrastructure. And they are the federal agency that typically funds those investments. Mm. This stat says it all, I think. In 2021, when Jackson, Mississippi was well aware of the issues it was facing, you know, a year before this happened, the city leaders were saying they needed around $1 billion to repair their aging pipes and treatment facilities. The EPA spent $2.7 billion in the entire country in 2021. Oh my God. And so that's sort of how big the problem is and how little funding has been going towards it in recent years. That's remarkable. I would love to see the total list from all cities across the United States and the cumulative request for funding towards this water infrastructure versus that $2 billion from the federal government. I can imagine it's a long list. Yeah, Jackson is not the only city. It clearly has had some of the biggest issues and especially in this last week, just an incredibly tragic situation. But I mean, you'll find old pipes, you'll find aging water treatment plants in many cities. And when you mix that in with a lot of just kind of torrential rains and floods, which is what was happening in Mississippi, that's when these problems start to show up and then really affect people's lives and really affect businesses. All right, that's going to do it for us today, folks. Thanks for tuning in to The Hustle Daily Show. We're a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. Our editor today is Robert Hartwig. Our executive producer is Darren Clark. I'm Jacob Cohen here with Mark Dent. We've got a lot more tech and business coverage in our newsletter. If you're not subscribed, go get yourself signed up at thehustle.co and we'll see you tomorrow.